quick, amen, to accept. No. To listen to the Spirit of the Lord this morning. He said, He who the Son. He who the Son has set free. He is free indeed. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm free. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm free. I'm free. Now look, why I got to do that? Because there's somebody in here that's never done that before. And they don't even know what they just done in the spiritual realm. The Bible says, speak those things as they are, though they be not. Amen. And they don't even know why they said that. Amen. They were just going along with the crowd. Listen to the Spirit this morning. Uh, but daddy, they participated in that. And the Spirit of the Lord said, I speak those things as they are, though they be not. What is that? Amen. It doesn't look like it now. Uh, amen. But we have life and we have death uh, and power in the tip. Come on now. In our tongue. Uh, amen. The tongue is an unruly muscle object, amen, but only through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's some of you said that this morning and don't even know that the Holy Ghost just took your tongue and loosed it from a no, amen, and put a yes in it. Somebody need to shout for the glory of God this morning. Hey, guys. It's Jonathan Washington today with my fiance. Ashley. And this is, what would Jesus do right now? Basically, what we're doing today on this podcast is a Christian podcast um, with the emphasis on helping us to understand as Christians and as living people in this world how we can apply God's grace and mercy in our lives in this day and age. And we really don't have a political standpoint, at least I don't, do you? No. Okay, well, we're on the same boat here. We really don't have a political aspect or a political preference. We're not conservative. We're not liberal. We're Christian. We're, we're people who are living for God. I'm not perfect. I'm definitely not perfect. <laughs> but we strive each and every day to live as God would have us to live. And there's a lot of good things that happen in this week. Um, some we can talk about on the air, some that we can't do due to disclaimer purposes, but um i just want to say this week has been a very beneficial and building week in my spiritual life and what about you it's definitely been a week of just the lord's mercy and his hand just extending out on our behalf and just moving mountains and obstacles and and burdens out of our way that you know we have no control over on our own amen and um um, I've really been listening to a podcast through the Bible with Pastor J. Vernon McGee. If any of you guys heard of him, um, I would say it in, in the urban way of saying it. Shouts out to uh, Through the Bible Ministry. They have been a great influence on my spiritual well-being. And I love their podcast because their podcast is basically a five-year journey in the Bible and been in Galatians. And the Lord has been really been showing me Galatians, Paul Ministry. And it's really been a very beneficial part of my life. He's also been showing me Peter's ministry. And we're going to get into how that applies to us today in this day and age as Christians. And um, this is our first podcast together. We may do more podcasts together as a group. It may sometimes be me. It may sometimes be the spirit led. It's just you and her. But I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. And I hope it's a very big benefit. I'm fumbling my words today, uh, to your lives. And also, I'm going to give a shout-out to the intro you guys heard. 
Um, that was my pastor at um, about my father's ministry, and that is Pastor uh, Buck Crumley, if I got that right. And I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed hearing it. All right, and uh, we're back. All right. If you give us a second here, we're going to dig into God's word and we're really going to go into Galatians. And I feel like it's being led that we go into Galatians 5 because there are a lot of great points that um, have really come in our lives and have really been very beneficial to us. Again, um, we're members at About My Father's Ministry in Valdosta, Georgia. We're Southern folks, but we're not Southern Baptist folks. No pun intended. No, no, uh, I wasn't trying to be. Um, no disgrace on any denomination. We are all one under Christ Jesus. Amen. See, that's why, that's why she's my fiance. She, <laughs> she holds me down. All right, here we go. As we go into Galatians chapter 5, before we begin, we want to uh, send a prayer up to God. Lord, Heavenly Father. As we come to you in submission, and we're just coming, coming asking for your grace and mercy right now, Lord God, as we dissect your word. I pray right now, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will be with us and guide our tongues and guide our spirit, Lord. Let us continue to be humble and submissive while serving you. In your son, Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Amen. And we're looking from, to give um, a shout out to this Bible, we're reading in, uh, the NIV version from the Women's Devotional Bible. It's my wife's favorite, <laughs> soon-to-be wife. And we start, and it's a good title. And in the focus of this ministry, this is a good title because it, it this is what would Jesus do right now. And the title of this chapter is Freedom in Christ. And that's a big thing, to be free in Christ. It's, most people think of being a part of a denomination, being a part of a faith is you're, you're chained down by rules and regulations and guidelines. I have to do this. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I have to do this. But it's really a freedom because the burden of living for the world is something that weighs a lot of people down and it causes a lot of chaos in our lives. And so by being by freedom in Christ is saying that I'm free from the bondage of this world and I'm free to live and love my God as he as he sees fit. And as we go into verse one, we're going to go through a couple verses and then we're going to shoot to first Peter. But um, to, to go through the first verse, it says. Oh, go ahead. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. I just want to pause right here for a moment um, because it goes back into what Jonathan just spoke on earlier. Um... I don't know how familiar everyone is with the Old Testament, um, but that was circumcision was a sign of God's covenant with Abraham. And so in, in Paul's day and age, um, everyone was, was very concerned with appearance 
um, much like we are today. Um, but the difference in this time and now is that, you know, the church was really um, the judge and the jury, and and the church declared everything either good or not good, fit or unfit, and the church really removed themselves from God, and they were concerned with outward cleanliness rather than inward cleanliness. And so Paul is telling them here in verse 2, he says, I tell you, if you let yourself be circumcised, then Christ is of no value to you. So he's telling us, I'm telling you, if you just sit in church and follow their traditions and go through the motions, then Christ will be of no value to you. Again, we're going to verse 3. I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. So in other words, if we're trying to please Christ just by following the church, just by following you know, in tradition, I don't mean the true church, I mean the building. We're only conforming ourselves to the rules of the church and not to the Holy Spirit. Then, if we're trying to live our lives by the law and not through the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ, then we're obligated to obey that whole law. In verse 4, it says, You who are trying to be justified by the law, have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. But by faith, we eagerly await through the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And that in itself is a mouthful and if to understand it completely let's look at it from a standpoint in which we can see today if you worked all your life to accomplish a goal that you saw fit and that's all you focus your mind on and that takes up all your time you're 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 going out and you're buying the nicest clothes and you're and you're working these extra hours to accumulate all this extra money to make your outward appearance seem as if you were a million dollar man. But really, you live in the middle class. That's the same emphasis God puts on us when we try to live by the law, because um, to quote um, Pastor McGee, he spoke and through the ministry about how Paul called out Peter. Because Peter was sitting at the table with the Jews and he came and ate with the Gentiles and he was eating the pork rub and he loved it. And he says, oh, this is so good. But he goes back to the, the uh, later on, he goes back to the table with the, with, with the Jews and he criticized the Gentiles for sitting at that table and not wanting to be like a Jew. If you want what God has for you in your life. If you want what Jesus has for you, if you want the Holy Spirit to be a part of your life, what you have to understand is, is that no matter how hard you work at your goals, your goals mean nothing in the eyes of God. God wants your faith. He wants your due diligence. And we were talking about this earlier, that 
your faith. Your faith in God is, is, is in its essence, your love for God. Like, I love my fiance enough that everything I do, I do to show her that I love her. I don't just do it because it's I'm obligated to. That's the law. Law says I'm supposed to provide for my family. But the love I have for my family is what pushes me to provide. Exactly. And and another thing, um, a lot of people, because I know I in the past have been convicted of the same thing. Um, you know, a lot of people, we get in the mindset of this day and age, well, well, God is a, a doorman. You know, I, I ring the bell, I need something, and, and God's going to come running to me, and He's going to provide. And, and we view God as this person, you know, at the end of our rope where we can just pull our rope, we can just ding the bell, and here He comes running. And that's not faith. That is not faith. God says that we are to do all things for the glory of God. We are also to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our mind, with all of our soul, with all of our strength, with every fiber of our being. We are to love the Lord. Why? Because he first loved us. Yes. He gave way for us to have the access to God that we have today. By Jesus dying on the cross, he did something that we could never do. He, he paved a way that we would have never made. There was hundreds of years of total darkness and alienation from God. And Jesus came down and volunteered to put himself on the cross. And there was someone who made a Facebook post that really stirred a lot of people's spirits. And the spirit of humbleness came over me to give someone an understanding of what they said. They mocked Jesus because Jesus, oh, Jesus was so strong. He did all these miracles, but he couldn't remove two nails from his hands and lift himself from the cross. And, mm -hmm. and I had to let him know that it, he was like, why do people get so upset? It's just a joke. I said, it's a very cruel, that's a very cruel joke to tell. Because everything that Christ Jesus did was God's plan. Because Jesus did that for those who never wanted his help. For those who didn't know they needed his help. And for those who needed him the most. That's why he did it. And the essence of God in our lives is, is everything that God has done for us. Our whole being in essence should be to repay that debt. But we can't. But we should strive because we love him. Because like my wife said, he first loved us. He first did what needed to be done so that we would understand why he loves us. Why he cares for us. What he wants for us. It's not about us. It's about him. And, and it comes to mind right now as, as you're speaking and as we're talking that, you know, we, we spoke a little bit um, on the law and, and what the Apostle Paul you know, was, was really saying was that, you know, all these laws, all these traditions, you know, that, that man put on themselves, you know, and, and even the laws that God gave us, you know, whenever Christ came, he fulfilled that law. He was the perfect Holy One sent from God who was able to stand in our place he is the only one who never offended the law in not even one single point. Now, he definitely offended man's laws, but God's laws, 
he fulfilled. And right now we want to turn to First Peter. And we recently watched a great movie. Um, the movie about the Apostle Paul. And it really shined light on a lot of things that we needed to see about Paul in his last days and how he got his start. And we want to go to one of his, his closest companions, Simon Peter. And once again, I really like this women's devotional Bible because it 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 it, it starts the paragraphs when when the mood of the scripture changes, it lets you know what it's changing to. And the title is Praise to God for a Living Hope. As we begin at verse 3, it says, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Mm-hmm. And in an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. We're going to go to verse 5 here. It says, Who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Now the Lord's telling me to keep reading, so we're going to read one more verse here. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, that there ha- that these have come so that your faith of great greater worth than gold which perishes even through the ref- through refined yes. even though refined by fire i'm losing my word today <laughs> may be proved genuine and may result in praise glory and honor when jesus christ is revealed confirmation is something that's been spread the Lord's been spreading that th- that spirit from me since my moments when I was at my lowest state. And this confirms everything and it coincides so well with the ministry of Paul. And as we see, even from the beginning, when it says, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Because Jesus shattered all the doubters that doubted God's glory, doubted God's mercy, doubted God's oneness and omnipotence. His power. His power, his anointing over our lives by not only allowing Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. But he didn't stay there. He rose again to defy death with that defied the bondage Satan had over our lives. And that is a magical thing. Because sin leads to death. And that's that's one thing that we don't talk about a whole lot anymore. But but sin leads to death. But, But Jesus came and he paid that sin debt. He knew that we wouldn't be holy on our own. And so he came 
and he made intercession for us before we were ever here. It says, the Bible says that Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. And so when we think of, of an author, God, it just reminds me that, that before the world ever began, before the foundation of the world, God shaped us in our mother's womb. He knew every single sin that he was about to die for, and he chose to love us anyways. He knew that we would reject him, and he chose to love us anyways. He literally shaped us, formed us, our thought patterns, the numbers of hairs on our head, our personality traits, our likes, our dislikes. Christ shaped all of this before the foundation of the world because he wanted a people that would willingly worship and praise him, that were not obligated, that were not tied down. He wanted a people so free in him that they would willingly open up their hearts to praise him. And I said, Jesus is the author and the perfecter. Amen. So if he chose to form us before the foundation of the world, the Bible says that he who began a good work in us will complete it unto the day of salvation. And I'm so grateful, again, that we came to this passage in First Peter, because as you said, it's just further confirmation that um, in verse 4 it says, you know, that we were adopted into an inheritance, into the family of God through Jesus Christ. Our inheritance that can never perish, it can never spoil, it can never fade. Why? Because it's kept in heaven for us. Who through faith, who by simply believing that God's word, what it says is true, by simply believing that what Christ did was for you individually as a person, just by through that faith, you are shielded by God. And we are kept through the power of heaven. And that is just a blessing. And it's a humbling, humbling thought. Because I can tell you from personal experience, there have been times where I've walked away from God. There have been times where I doubted his goodness, where I doubted his love, where I doubted his mercy. <clears throat> and then like the, like the humble father that he is, like the loving father that he is, he just sends his Holy Spirit. And he just reigns us back into him. And he woos us back into him with love and mercy and tenderness. Because it's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we are just very blessed to even be a part of the family of God. It's a lot of learning and a lot of discernment. It's a lot of using our spiritual gifts that God has given us in the way that he intends them to be. Because as, as, as my fiance has said, we have both been through our share of trials. Um, I've walked away from the faith and the Lord over these last few years has really began to shape and mold me into the person that he wants me to be. And it's, it was through Paul and Peter's ministry that really helped me to gain understanding and being able to see and be able to look back and see God's hand moving in my life because I've, I've been talking about this for a little while with, with my fiance and with others that 
we sometimes can't physically see. People ask how you see God in our, how we, how do we see God in our lives? How do you see God moving in your life? Because if you stop and take a second and look back and you see how God has changed you, how God has molded you, how God has changed circumstances that you see, that you <clears throat> see physically have no way out, and God changes it and He and He moves in your wake and He moves and helps you to see things the way your life was once was and the way your life is now that's God's hand moving in your life and that that's something um that we are not naturally able to do on our own and then a lot of times you know God will cause you know something to happen in which case we're forced to look up and once we begin crying out to God you know that that's really when he reaches in you know, and he shows us, you know, that, that none of this is of our own power. You know, the fact that we're still living and breathing is an act of God. We're just going over uh, another verse here. Um, God has brought us to Hebrews chapter 10. Um, God has brought us to Hebrews chapter 10. Um, Ashley spotted out, was that verse 19? Verse 22. She actually has it underlined. And I'm going to allow her to read that verse. And the Lord brought me to the beginning. And we're going to wrap it up and save a little bit for next time. But the Spirit of the Lord is moving. And I thank God for this opportunity to speak with you guys today. For who all listens. And we're going to let her go ahead. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds and let us not give up on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day of the Lord's return approaching and that's Hebrews chapter 10 this verses 22 through 25. That is amazing. And I believe the Lord ties in things together. Everything works together for the edification of God, right? Yes. And here, here's verse 1. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming. And not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never... By the same sacrifices repeated itself endlessly year after year. Make perfect those who draw near to worship. If it could, would they not have stopped being offered? For worshipers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins 
because it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrificing, Sacrifice and offerings you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me with burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am, it is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. Thank you, Jesus. She shows you what what our what God's desires are for what God's desire for us is to do. And then God shows us who first showed us that desire to do that because he first did it himself. Isn't that powerful? Amen. You get draw near to God with your sincere heart and full assurance of faith. Where does that faith come from? The sacrifice that Jesus Christ gave for us, dying on the cross, by offering him, using himself as an offering for our sins. And granting us, all those who receive through free will, eternal life. That is so awesome. I'm going to go on to read. We're going to go ahead and go to verse 8. First he said, Sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them. People didn't want to be reminded of their sins. That's the voice of the accuser. Although the law required them to be made, although the law said blood has to be shed to cover your sins, but year after year these people were reminded of all of the, the wicked things that they had done against God's law. So then, boom, Jesus said, here I am. I have come to do your will. He set aside the first to establish the second. And that is how Jesus Christ fulfilled the law of God. In that he was perfect. He was sinless. He was stainless. Innocent, blemish-free blood of the Lamb that is sprinkled over us to cleanse us from our guilty conscience. And by that will, by God's will, that we not have to make sacrifice year after year, that we not have to be reminded of our sins, God's will, that we be free in Christ Jesus. By that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Not for a little while. Once and for all. And that right there is the beginning, the understanding of what price was paid on Calvary for us. And it shows God doesn't want to force your love. He wants you to willingly give it your all. Because what do they say? Hard work. Hard work is what gets you. you. You appreciate when you work for something. You appreciate it more. 
and you understand it. You, we will learn to appreciate God's will because the things of our lives that we've allowed to mold us in the past by being of the world, the devil has, has, has fought with a lot of people for a lot of years. He fought with me for many years. And by opening my heart and accepting what Jesus Christ did for me, it, came, it, it created in me a new heart. A heart that wants to learn and to love and to give. It's not a perfect heart because we still, every day is a struggle. But that perseverance to keep pushing forward, what we'll talk about next week, that perseverance, the willingness to push forward and to keep driving towards God's goal, not for our own selfish reasons, but the sole purpose is to bring glory and honor, honor to God. And I hope you guys enjoyed this message today. I enjoyed bringing it to you. Did she as well? And um, you want to plug your your social media if anybody wants to talk and reach out to you? Not this time. Okay. Well, you guys can um, can find me on on Facebook at um, I'm hopefully figure out how to change my Facebook name. We'll talk about it next time what my Facebook name is the way it is. Okay, we're gonna save that for next time. But uh, it's J Russell Washington on Facebook, and um, I enjoyed this today. Again, this is uh, what would Jesus do right now? A spiritual emphasis on how God's <laughs> relevant in our lives today. For all you Southern folks out there like me, his name is J Rasual Washington. <laughs> okay, R A S U A L. Because the southern girl inside of me does not understand all that Rasulness. <laughs> <laughs> all right. God bless you guys. Until next time. Later, y'all. <laughs>